Welcome to the Daily Bolster. Each day we welcome transformational executives to share their real-world experiences and practical advice about scaling yourself, your team, and your business. Welcome to the Daily Bolster. I'm Matt Blumberg, co-founder and CEO of Bolster, and I'm here today with Brad Feld. Uh, Brad and I have been friends for uh, over 20 years uh, across both Return Path and Bolster. Um, Brad is a partner and co-founder of Foundry, and he's been an early stage investor and entrepreneur for, I'm not going to say how many years that you wrote down, many, a lot of years, a many lot. years, many years. Uh, Brad, thank you for being here. Uh, it is my pleasure. So today is the view from the boardroom, and Brad, you've been on a couple of boards. How many boards have you been on? 100, 150, 200? Uh, some number that is too big to bother with and not probably credible if I said the number out loud anyway. Uh, and Brad, I've had the pleasure of being on at least four boards with Brad, uh, and Brad and I are actually co-authors uh, of a book called Startup Boards. Uh, so Brad, my question uh, for you today for our audience is, what are a few things that you see founders, CEOs benefiting from as they make boards more independent and more diverse? Well, let me key on uh, sort of the notion of the board and the board as a team for the CEO. And while it's a team that can fire the CEO, uh, so the CEO has to kind of keep that in his, in his or her mind all the time, um, really the effectiveness of the board is driven by the CEO viewing the board as a team in the same way the CEO uh, views uh, their management team. As part of that, you have a lot of different functional capabilities that you would want if you're building a team. And especially in the context of the board, uh, one of the things that's really powerful is to get very different, uh, essentially perspectives, experience, um, lived experience, frame of reference uh, to your product, frame of reference to your culture, frame of reference to your skills, like variety of those pers perspectives frames is really valuable. And if all you have on your board is a couple of venture capital investors, you know, okay, pretty obvious that even if they have different life experiences, you're still getting a frame from one perspective, hence independent. And then as you go to the independent directors who really are focusing on 100% of their energy on the company. They're not confused about whether they have responsibilities to their funds. You know, they're not thinking about the investment that they've made per se. Just there, they're just there to help you, the CEO, be successful and the business be successful. As that group has more diversity of whatever characteristic uh, you want to define, that also gets more different perspectives at play for the CEO. Um, so have you seen this in action? You know, think of a think of an example, a situation, you don't have to give the company's name, but um, where, you know, having independence on the board or having, um, you know, a bunch of people with different lived experiences or demographics on the board has made for a better decision. Sure. Um, I'm, I'll think of a board of a technology company where I'm the only VC investor on the board. And the founder is founder CEO is on the board. Um, the president is on the board. 
And then the outside board members, there are three of them. Uh, one is uh, a white man who has very deep technical experience uh, with the product that the company is building. So his historical experience and the technical experience and research around that is very deep. One is a, uh, a black woman who previously was an executive at a company that was very high profile, had raised a lot of money. Uh, she was their chief marketing officer. And she has incredible experience uh, with the go-to-market function in the category this company is playing with. She's also a great storyteller in terms of that skill set of a marketing person. So she brings that to the table. Um, and she also has very much of a view around um, the challenges of communicating the efficacy of this technology. The third board member is a white woman who is a COO of a very different kind of company. And that's scaled. And so she's a scaled COO. And she brings less industry technology experience, but a lot of business scaling experience, a lot of understanding of you know, how to build out the team uh, and, and scale. Although she does have intellectual interest in the product. So all three of the independent directors care about the product. But they are really coming at what they're doing to help the CEO from very, very different perspectives. And then, you know, for me as a board member, like I get very different lenses and viewpoints from each of them, from their own experiences um, in the work context, but also from their own experiences in terms of thinking about the customer and what the customer is going to want to do, et cetera. The last piece is that the networks that they each have don't overlap that much. Mm. So they're very complementary networks, both personal and professional. And so we're getting this company and the CEO is getting a lot of different, I think perspective is the right word, but also introductions and connections, some of which it's not at all obvious how they can be helpful, but you know, many of them, the non-obvious ones translate into things that do become helpful. Yeah, no, the, the um, lack of overlap in networks is, is really, really interesting and it's really powerful. Um, you know, if you think about the, the contrast between that and a board where you know, you have three VCs that have 80% overlap. Uh, just a lot, lot more access for the company. Right. The conversation between VCs, do you know so-and-so? <laughs> yeah, I know so-and-so. Like, <laughs> great. So two of my investor board members know the same person. That didn't help me very much. Great. Um, all right. One last quick unrelated question for you to close it out. What is uh, one best practice that you've seen CEOs do to keep themselves calm in a storm? Breathe deeply. Um, it's really simple. And I, I find myself doing it all the time. I, I don't have an anger vector that's very significant. Um, I internalize and absorb a lot of other people's stress. But there are definitely moments where I feel my anxiety level rising, um, whether it's in a negotiation or it's in a context of a particular situation or something that frustrates me or something that's gone poorly. And what I find is when I just breathe, it changes my whole orientation towards that thing that's coming at me. Um, and I think uh, it's not a mindfulness conversation. I mean, it's really a physiological phenomena that in 
you know, the eye of the storm, as you describe, is not, and you should do this, and you should do that, and you should do that. It's a very simple thing, which is you take a pause, you breathe deeply, you recenter yourself on what's going on, and then you just address whatever's coming at you. I love it. Good practice. Uh, Brad Pell from Foundry, thank you for being here. See ya. This podcast is brought to you by Bolster, the new way to find the right executives. We supercharge startup growth by matching CEOs with transformational executives, mentors, and board members without the hassle of traditional talent sourcing. Start searching for free at bolster.com.